0: When i'm recording guests when i'm doing the conversations and i save it into the recording device that i use it always changes the names i'll spell it right double check make sure i got what i need write letters it's the way it's supposed to be it always changes it the autocorrect is ridiculous and sometimes it doesn't even make sense our guest today peyton Miles, mendota graduate in 2020 now a pitcher for milwaukee area technical college i knew him well so i saved him as pay pay milas you know Peyton, we call him pay 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 that's what i put him in in the recorder it changed it to say say militia <laughs> i don't even know what that is but now he's say say militia i think i'm just gonna call militia every time that i talk to Peyton. why not i told him i would use that as the title because i told him when i was saving it i'm like Hey, man, you're now Say Say Militia. Told him I was going to use that, the title. Nah, I got better titles. But he is now going to have that nickname for me, at least, for quite a long time. Edge of Your Seat Podcast, episode 136. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. Thank you for joining us, as always. Like I said, we got Peyton Milas on pitching college ball in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Graduated from Mendota. There was a time that he didn't know or didn't think he was going to be able to play, had some issues his junior senior year of high school, and things weren't looking good in terms of going to the next level and being an athlete, a student athlete at a college. He righted some wrongs, changed some things around, and bam, he's doing exactly what he wanted to with all kinds of potential and things looking in his favor as long as he keeps doing what he's doing right now. We talk all about that. We talk about Mendota football, Mendota baseball, him pitching for Milwaukee Area Technical College, and so, so much more. Have to give a shout-out to Brian Cavelli, the creator, the mastermind of the intro and outro beat for Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Have to give him a huge shout-out. Good friend from SIU. Go, Salukis. Shout-out to Brian. Check us out on social media. Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook. Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. Shoot us an email about anything you want to, whether it's questions, suggestions. Maybe you want to be a guest. Maybe you know somebody that would be a good guest. Feel free, send an email, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and it will be on YouTube Music shortly. Let's have a word from one of our sponsors, and then... We got to get into the deep dive. Carter 3, Little Wayne. I was feeling some Wayne lately and I'm like, "Hey, throw up the Carters for a poll, see which one wins." Carter 3, the most successful album for Little Wayne wins. I mean, it's the most popular too, obviously. So we're going Little Wayne, Carter 3 right after a word from our sponsor. Summer came and went. Fall is just about over with as well. This doesn't mean there isn't time for end of the year home improvements. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers until it's no longer possible, you know, whenever mother nature decides. Snow, wet, cold, blah. never mind that, never mind that. Until then, brothers Keith miles and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job, whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. With COVID-19 making it hard to celebrate the holidays, this may be a fantastic time to make your home as comfortable and cozy as possible. For a free estimate, call Ulster Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olson Construction LLC page on Facebook, or send an email to Construction 19 at gmail.com. Gotta start this by saying, listening to the Carter Three brought back all kinds of memories for me. I've been a Lil Wayne fan since he came out, pretty much. He is three years older than me. He was born September 1982, I was born 1985 in October. So three years and a month older than me. I have probably listened to 95% of his music. I have owned every studio album, probably 90% of his mixtapes. I have been a Lil Wayne fan from the get go, from the beginning. I can map out my life from the time I was about 10 years old to now with Lil Wayne's music, which is kind of crazy. There's nobody else that I could say like, hey, I can map out my life or tell you what I was doing or telling you where I was at. Only Lil Wayne, only person I can do that with. Didn't know what I wanted to do the next deep dive on, so I threw out Lil Wayne. Carter 3 won the poll. I was excited. Brought me back to college life. Carter 3 came out June 10th of 2008, and that was like in between my college stints. So I originally started college August of 2004, left school for a little bit in 2007 because a really, really close friend who was family to me passed away, took a break, Came back in, I think, August of 09 and finished out my schooling. So 2008, Carter comes out right in between there, and where I was in life was not a really good spot. I mean, I just lost my best friend. I have a tattoo of him on my arm. His family took me in. Lots of stories, lots of behind-the-scenes stuff there. But the Carter Three, I don't know, just made the world better. I don't really, like, I don't know. I listened to this album so, so many times during that time like all the time, it was on. Always in my headphones. Always in the car CD player. Yeah, we still had CD players there. There wasn't auxiliary cords, Not yet, maybe. I didn't have one, I still had the CD player. Or I had the tape deck hooked to the Walkman and then you put it in there. I think I was a little past that in 2008, but still, not the technology we have now. I digress. I listened to Carter 3 nonstop, nonstop. So to put it back on, listen to it again, the thoughts, the feelings of this album. It was a pretty cool time for me as a music fan and as a fan of Lil Wayne. Like I said, Wayne was born in 82. The first song that he was on was when he was 13 years old with Cash Money Records, The Hot Boys, BG, Juvenile, Turk. He got on a song, I believe it was with BG in 1995. So 1995, I'm 10 years old. That's why I said 10 years old earlier. I've been listening to him since then. He's from Holly Grove, New Orleans. Think he now lives in Miami after Hurricane Katrina came and wiped out New Orleans. Lil Wayne has 13 studio albums and a list, a long, long, long list of mixtapes, including the Dedication Series, the Drought Series, Sorry for the Wait, No Ceilings. If you're a rap fan, if you're a fan of Lil Wayne, you have heard all of them or heard of some of them, and there is a lot of great music on those mixtapes, as well as the studio albums. Some people will tell you that his mixtapes are better than his studio albums. I don't know about that, but I listen to them all, love them all. Carter 3 was the sixth studio album for Wayne, so in the middle of his studio album career. And it came on him, fire. Debuted number one on U.S. Billboard charts. Sold one million copies in the first week. First week, one million copies. By the end of 2008, so from June 10th to the end of 2008, sold 2.88 copies. Crazy. Crazy. Nobody's doing numbers like that now. No way. And then across time, that album is now sitting six-time platinum. He has sold six million copies of Carter III. Some of the other accolades for Carter III, it's on the Rolling Stones' Top 500 Album List. September 22nd of this year, 2020, Rolling Stones redid their list of the Top 500 Albums. Carter III was listed at 208 So in the top half of the top 500 album list, that's a pretty good accomplishment. Rolling Stones, man, every single album that has ever came out was up for this list. So that says something. At the 2009 Grammys, Carter III won the best rap album, the song Lollipop won the best rap song, and Amelie won the best rap solo performance. So we walked out of the 2009 Grammys with three awards. This album was super global did not just hit the US charts, it hit everywhere. These are the peak numbers for different countries, different regions of the world. Canada, number one. Australia, 47. Austria, 71. Belgium, 83. The Dutch list, 21st. France, 25. Germany, 29. Ireland, the Irish charts, 39. New Zealand, 10. The Norwegian charts, 11. Swiss, 17, in the UK, 23. All over the place, just killed it, just everywhere. By the end of 2008, for the US Billboard charts, the third best album of that year, one was Alicia Keys, As I Am, and number two was Noel by Josh Groban. Also two names that everybody knows, and that Alicia Keys album was crazy awesome. Don't know who's better than the Carter Three. I mean, I'm a little wing guy, so biased opinion. It finished 2008 second on the R&B hip-hop list and number one on the rap album list for 2008. But that was just 2008. It continued to stay on the charts for two more years. The Carter Three peaked at 49 in 2009 and was still on the charts in 2010 at 181. That is crazy, crazy, crazy. Before we get into the list of songs, and man, so many awesome, awesome tracks on this CD, this LP, so many. It was really, really hard for me to rank them. Every single song I have a memory with or I've listened to countless times, so it was really hard to rank them. But anyway, the producers on this album is every name that was in the game in 2008. Birdman and Slim, obviously Cash Money founders. This album was still with Cash Money before Lil Wayne and Birdman's feud and all that other good stuff but Birdman and Slim producers, Alchemist, Cool Andre, David Banner, Kanye West, Playing Skills, Robin Thicke, Swiss Beats, Street Runner, T-Pain, Bagel Those were the names in 2008 and all of them had something to do with this album. I'm glad I got to go back and listen to this album cuz I forgot how great it was. Like just looking at the charts and the awards and six-time platinum and You know, to me it was just music. I didn't realize like the background of it and how well it did. I knew it was a crazy classic album and one of my favorites, probably a top 10 album in my book, but I didn't realize how around the world and the amount of people that were on it. Some of the people that were cameos that joined Lil Wayne on this album are some of the best names, biggest names ever. The first song on the album was 3 P." The first line of the album can't stop me, even if they stop me. I will never forget that. I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people that listen to Wayne will never forget that either. And that's how he starts the third Carter. Like this was kind of his ascension. When this came out, this was Little Wayne going from, okay, he's an okay rapper. You know, he was tied with Cash Money, which was already becoming a huge label. Hot Boys, Juvenile, BG, all did their thing. The big timers with Baby and Manny Fresh. All were great artists successful. Lil Wayne put his name on the top of the map with this album. And that statement, can't stop me even if they stop me. It was like, hey, I'm here and I'm taking this. I'm taking this. By 2008, he had already said, like, hey, I'm the greatest rapper alive right now. Like, I'm the one doing this. And this album kind of backed up his claim. And 3P was just kind of saying, hey, this is a Carter 3 I'm here and you're going to love it. I'm just gonna do my rankings of the songs with the song instead of going back at the end like I've done in past deep dives. I'm gonna put 3P as my eighth favorite song on Carter 3. I love 3P, lots of great songs on this album though. I think I've said that quite a few times though. <laughs> that's how much I love this album. Second song, Mr. Carter with Jay Z. Dwayne Carter, that's Lil Wayne's real name. Sean Carter, Jay Z's real name. Jay-Z kept throwing around, hey, I'm going to retire, I'm not doing this music thing anymore. We all know that isn't true. Still rapping. Still in the music business. But he was passing the throne at that time. And Lil Wayne had put himself in the position to be the guy to kind of be the head of hip-hop. So they do this track, Jay-Z gets on it, and it's legendary. I have it number three. Two songs I like better, but still a legendary, legendary, legendary song. And this verse by Lil Wayne, probably my favorite on the album, but definitely on this song, goes like this. I got summer hating on me because I'm hotter than the sun. Got spring hating on me because I ain't never sprung. Winter hating on me because I'm colder than y'all. And I will never, I will never, I will never fall. I'm being hated on by the seasons. So forget y'all who are hating on me for no reason. Forgetting was actually another F word, an explicit word I'm not going to say on Edge of Your Z podcast. We try to keep it. PG around here, but yeah, you were just like, hey, things are going on, they're always going on, Well, you guys over there, in the corner, talking, you really don't matter to me, hate all you want to, I'm still doing my thing, and he did, and this song was definitely proof of that. The third song on the Carter III, "A Amelie, you could not go to a party, a bar, any establishment, a backyard, barbecue, wherever, if you were out and about, you heard Amelie, it was everywhere, and Lil Wayne goes full throttle. He just continued to rap and rap and rap and rap and rap and it kinda went like that and da. And just kept going and it was awesome because before that really wasn't his style. Like he'd do it here and there, but not almost an entire song. And with the flow of the beat and the lyrics, it just clicked. Like everything just clicked. The engineering of that song was definitely well done. I'm gonna put a at five, fifth best on Carter 3, in my opinion. The fourth track, Got Money, with T-Pain. This was a typical 2008 song at that time, and I loved it. It's a feel-good song, getting love from everywhere you're at because you're doing something, you're making money. It was kind of singing, kind of, I don't know if this was the birth of auto-tune, but definitely a huge example of everybody using auto-tune. And it was a club song, Bangle Dash on the beat, just killed it, murdered it. And then Wayne and Payne just figured out the rest of it. Lyrically, I'm gonna put Got Money at sixth. Yeah, I like six. I like six. The fifth track, Comfortable with Babyface, showing the versatility of Lil Wayne, this album with an RB song, Babyface, a legendary, legendary name. And it was about hey, don't get too comfortable. If you do something or want to leave, then go ahead and step. Go away. Get out of my life. Because I'm going to be comfortable and I'm going to continue to prosper, to move forward. Whether it's with you or without you. So don't get too comfortable. And Kanye West on this beat, I love Kanye West's music. You can say what you want to about Kanye West being crazy or him as a man all that other good stuff. But his music is fantastic and he is a monster master producer and definitely showed his talent on Comfortable. I'm gonna put Comfortable at 10. Still a good song, don't get me wrong. I like it a lot, but just some songs I like a little better. Including six. My favorite song on the album, one of my favorite Lil Wayne songs ever, and probably his most underrated, Dr. Carter. I know people don't think Lil Wayne is a lyrical mastermind. He's not in the conversations with Nas or Rakem or Andre 3000 of OutKast. He's not in that tier. People don't put him there. But this song, Dr. Carter, was lyrical genius to me. In the last two days, i probably listened to it ten more times, so my total career listening of Dr. Carter is probably at three million. Love this song. And it's him being a doctor, resurrecting hip-hop, taking care of it, fixing it. The very last line of the entire song, last verse, last line. Where's the stitches? Here's the knife. Smack his face, his eyes open. A reply with a nice welcome back. Hip-hop, I saved your life. And he does say like that, I guess I was trying to be a little weight for a second. But anyway, that's just the last line of the last verse. That whole song, man, just the way he put things together, the concept of it, the engineering, just a genius song, genius lyrics. That's my top, number one, hands down. The seventh song on the album, Phone Home, very E.T., Alien-like. We are not the same, I am a Martian. Greetings from Planet Wheezy. Phone Home. Cool and Dre, typical beat from them, and they're awesome at what they do. I'm going to go 15 with this, it was just a weird beat and the song really didn't mean much. It was cool, listen to it, but it's one of them that if I passed over it, I wouldn't really care. So 15 for Phone Home. Number 8, Tie My Hands with Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke, also a solid R&B singer. This song is soulful, it makes you feel for the families in New Orleans. Hurricane Katrina, changed life in New Orleans, in Louisiana, and also other things going on in life and Lil Wayne talks about it, breaks it down and how it hurt him, how it hurt his family, how it hurt other people and life is tough and throws stuff at you. Really well done song. I'm going to go 13th out of 16 with Tie My Hands, 9 Mrs. officer. Also a legendary song, this was played everywhere as well, featuring Bobby Valentino and Kid Kid. Bobby Valentino in 2008 was that dude. Loved his music, thought he was gonna blow up and be a huge star, he was for a little bit, and then he kind of vanished into thin air. But I mean, Mrs. Officer, pulled over by a cop, she's beautiful, you wanna date her, but you do drugs, you do things that are not legal, how does that work? But hey, I wanna love you, I wanna be with you. Please, Mrs. Officer. I'm gonna go 12 for Mrs. Officer. Good song, cool song, but I'm gonna go 12. 10, Let the Beat Build, this is my number two. Kanye West produced, engineering on this song is awesome. The lyrics, the beat start off slow, it's just a melody, and then the melody picks up snares, it picks up other things, and it gets more intense, more intense, more intense. Lil Wayne's doing the same thing with his lyrics and his voice and the range, and then all of a sudden, the beat builds and then it climaxes and it's an amazing song can't think of any other song that was done like that at least at that time just showed how to tell a story how to put things together and then get to that hook that piece that people are waiting for that memorable piece of music the hook is what you usually remember the words of a song that you could sing to your kids or you're singing in the car or whatever that's the hook most of the time so in music, it's important to build to that the best way you can, and Lil Wayne chose you out. It was awesome. Still is awesome. Number two in my eyes on Lil Wayne's Carter three. Number 11 was Shoot Me Down featuring D. Smith. I mean, Lil Wayne's first words out of his mouth to begin the song are Open Up Your Hearts. It's a slow song, lots of guns and shooting metaphors, like Don't Shoot Me Down, whether it's in a relationship or or anything else going on in his life or other rappers' lives at that time, or life in general. And there's some cool guitar riffs. I don't know if you know Lil Wayne did a rock album. He likes guitars. He likes rock music. And there's some really cool riffs in Shoot Me Down. I'm going to rank Shoot Me Down 7th on the Carter Three. Number 12, Lollipop. You may have heard it before. Uh, just maybe once or twice. It was absolutely everywhere. Lollipop is probably Lil Wayne's most popular song ever over his entire career does a little more singing than rapping, some tune, but it was everywhere <laughs> everywhere everywhere you might still hear it sometimes now, today joining Lil Wayne on Lollipop was Static Major rest in peace to him he passed away in February of 2008 so before the album even came out he had passed away the video for Lollipop was dedicated to him there was no reason for death they think it was a brain aneurysm 33 years old passed away he was on one of the biggest rap songs ever when i was listening to lollipop for the deep dive it got stuck in my head again every time i hear this song i'll be like doing dishes or something else and then my head would be call me so i can make it juicy for you call, call me so i can make now it's stuck in my head and it's going to be there for at least a couple weeks thank you little wayne for doing that I'm gonna give Lollipop number 4, great song, popular, lyrically I like other songs better but Lollipop was the most pop catchiest song that Lil Wayne ever did. 13, La La with Brisco and Buster Rhymes. I love Buster Rhymes, it was cool to have him on a Lil Wayne song, Lil Wayne CD. Buster Rhymes was with Cash Money I think for a little bit, just a little, little bit. David Banner was a producer known for some hard-hitting southern kind of vibes, and this was one of them. It was a different type of beat, kind of weird-ish, but the song wasn't bad. Mostly talking about women, lots of popular names were thrown around. Halle Berry was probably mentioned two or three times by both Little Wayne and Busta Rhymes. Okay song, not one of my favorites, I give it 14 out of 16. The 14 song on the album Playing With Fire featuring Betty Wright was my least favorite song on the album. I give it 16. Playing With Fire isn't even listed on Spotify. When you go to Spotify, you check out Carter 3. Playing With Fire isn't even there. It was on the original album and it's on the listings on Wikipedia and everywhere else but on Spotify it's not there. And even though I liked it last on the album, it wasn't awful. Not a bad song. I mean Lil Wayne's actually had worse songs. A lot of rappers have had worse songs than this one but it's about you know coming at you because you're doing something better than them, bigger than them. Don't come at me because I have that fire side. I have that defense mechanism where I'm going to come back at you. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. They say you're nobody until somebody kills you. Well, where I'm from, you're nobody until you kill somebody. And you know what they say, when you're great, it's not murder, it's assassinate. Lyric from Lil Wayne, awful playing with fire. Like I said okay song just not one of my favorites it's 16th it's the worst of this album song 15 you ain't nothing with Joel Santana fabulous talking about how they're better than everybody and in 2008 fabulous Joel Santana and Lil Wayne were three of the best they did collabs all the time and they were played everywhere so to have these three on a song was a good idea Alchemist produced Catchy, had its reasons, I'm gonna go number 9. 9 out of 15 for that one. The last track on Carter Three is Don't Get It, sample of Nina Simone's Don't Let It Be Misunderstood. In the very beginning of the song is Nina, and her probably best, most memorable words of her song, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. You know, we all have our bad days. We all have our moods. We all have our things that, you know, we're not all angels. We're not going to smile all the time and we're complex, and that's what this song is about, and how sometimes you'll say something, you'll do something, and your reason and your mind isn't how everybody else sees that, and you're misunderstood. Nina says it, Lil Wayne raps about it, solid song. I ranked it 11 out of 16. So my top five songs on Carter three, one, Dr. Carter, two, Let the Beat Build, three, Mr. Carter, four, Lollipop, five, Amelie, and then six, Got Money, T-Pain. I had to throw that one in too because I love that song. Couldn't just do a top five and leave out I Got Money. That's my deep dive on Lil Wayne, Carter 3. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you like these deep dives, if you don't like these deep dives, send an email. Hit us up on social media. Let us know if you like this part of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I enjoy doing these. Hopefully you enjoy listening to them as well. And if you have any suggestions for the next album that we deep dive into, send it, send it over. Let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against all of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't wanna be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body, injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where the no's or maybes become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Prue Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, it's not just one day. There are many options and classes last only an hour. A support group? LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation? The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements including bodyweight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided or pushed at a productive and comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcomed and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? The atmosphere is, hello, how are you? Go at it. Want a more relaxed approach? It's the same atmosphere. You will receive the same hello, the same how are you, and the same go get at it. Injuries and mobility restrictions, they're a top priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com few things want to talk about real quick before we get to Peyton Milas, Mendota grad. Awesome story that he shares with us, Edge of Your Seat Podcast. First, NBA moves. Free agency opened up today, Friday, November 20th. Lakers making moves. Sign Wesley Matthews. Sign Montrez Harrell, who was the sixth man of the year for the Clippers last year. So now he's going to the other side of the Staples Arena in Los Angeles. Going from a Clipper to a Laker. Wesley Matthews, a solid forward. Adding depth. Adding depth for sure. The Atlanta Hawks send Dwayne Dedman to the Detroit Pistons for Tony Snell, Kyrie Thomas. Kyrie Thomas was already waived. Dedman a good big man. Snell, an okay. Small forward. Role players. But both can help the team that they're going to. The Aaron Fox signed a super max contract with the Sacramento Kings. Five years. 163 million. The Duke can play. Kind of glad that he's not going to uh, Los Angeles or a Brooklyn. He's staying with the Kings, trying to help out a bad team, a small market team. Like that he's staying there. And last year, the Kings were kind of fun to watch. They're young, athletic, and fast. Very fast. Bad news for Golden State Warriors after missing this past season with a torn ACL. Play Thompson, tears his Achilles and he's probably going to miss this entire season coming up it's unfortunate, great shooter a lot of fun to watch and sometimes you just go through these injury spells and he's going through it an ACL and an Achilles back-to-back seasons, back-to-back years that is not easy hopefully he can keep his head in it and get back to playing as soon as possible one more thing NBA wise the Toronto Raptors finally found a home for this upcoming season since Canada closing borders doesn't let anybody in traveling back and forth for Toronto Raptors was going to be virtually impossible so they are going to set up shop in Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Raptors for the 2021 season when that crazy catch from Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins happened against the Bills I hopped on and recorded an episode of edge of your seat podcast real quick so I can talk about it. And now Madden is rewarding Hopkins for that catch. He is now a 99 rating on Madden. That Hail Mary from Kyler Murray definitely <laughs> propelled DeAndre Hopkins into the stratosphere of amazing wide receivers. He was already there. He's been really good for a long time. But that Hail Mary catch with three Buffalo Bills wrapped around him, grabs the ball, comes down, touchdown, win the game 32-30. Whew, it was so crazy. He deserves the 99 Madden rating, no doubt. I'm going to go buy Madden just so I can play with DeAndre Hopkins. Edge of Your Seat Podcast does have to send out a rest in peace to Joe Messino, who's a coach for Putnam County Baseball from the 1966-67 season to 1974-75. He went 191-42 and for a winning percentage of 82%, won three regionals, sectional title, and coached a state qualifying team. I have talked to him a couple times for stories, where are they nows, and Joe was a really cool guy, wealth of knowledge, could tell you about anything, really smart, and it's very sad that he passed away. Rest in peace to Joe, and thoughts and prayers with the Messino family. And we mentioned it is late November, November 20th. That means Christmas, right around the corner. If you're in stores, you're already seeing Christmas stuff. Christmas music may be already being played somewhere. I'm sure it is. Not in my house. Not my car. But somewhere. St. B can help you with your shopping with their Joy to the Bruins site. Get some awesome St. B gear to your friends, loved ones, St. B fans. Shopping is available right now on Joy to the Bruins until December 10th. Then pickup will be December 12th from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. at Saint Bead Academy in Peru. So it's kind of cool. You can shop online, your phone, tablet, computer, whatever you like to do. Then you go, you pick it up, and they load it into your car. So it's pretty easy, pretty simple, and you get some awesome brewing gear. Make sure to check out that link, that site, off of the Saint Bead Academy Facebook page, and that's Saint spelled out S-A-I-N-T instead of just the Saint S-T. So the St. Beat Academy Facebook page, go and check it out. Check out that link. Grab some gear. Well, did an awesome deep dive. Little Wayne, Carter 3, talk some sports. Got to talk some sports. And now an amazing conversation with Peyton Miles. Hopefully everybody is enjoying life. Enjoy your weekend. We will be back on Monday. Until then, peace. There are not many people in this world that I have known from day one till however old they are now. My guest today is definitely an exception. I've known this dude since he almost took his first breath. Probably like I think I've seen him day three or four. I am talking about Peyton Milas from Mendota. How's it going, Peyton? Great, how about yourself? Doing well, man. I've known you your entire life. Oh, yeah. That's been a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are 18 now, 19? Yes, sir. 18. Wow. You make me feel old. <laughs> That's what a lot of people say. Yeah. Your dad and I were in the same class. We have been friends for, whew, oh, god, 22, 23 years. So, yeah, uh, like I said, known you since day one. And, you know, as you were growing up, you were always kind of a bigger kid. Not like fat wise. Well, I guess when you are a kid, you were fat. Yeah. Oh, I was chubby. I was chubby. Yeah, you you were a tummy little kid. Yeah. As, you, as you got older, I mean, you started getting tall, and your height yeah. started to match your big head because you and your dad got some names. We got some big domes. <laughs> so that just started to get bigger and bigger. And I remember I helped your dad coach. Little League team and I think it was the eleven twelve team, something yes, like that. Yes, sir. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, for sure. And it was a lot Great of fun. Times. And you are dwarfing everybody else. I mean you're like two feet <laughs> and everybody just big. Then you get to high school, you shoot up to what, six eight? Yeah, I shot about six eight around my sophomore to uh-huh. junior And you shed some pounds.
1: By the end of my junior year I was pushing about three hundred. And then I got into really big shape and my senior year I was down to 220.
0: Where are you at about now? Right now I'm maintaining about 240. I'm just saying I've seen some progressions. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, I feel better. and
1: I like I see everything come together more. My body's looking more toned.
0: You know, I feel more fast. Everything's more agile. Were these factors that you were just discussing, was that kind of in the decision to get in better shape? Or what was it that you're like, hey, man, you know, I'm a cool athlete at 6'8", 300 pounds, but just imagine what I'd be at 220 or 240. What went through your head? During football, I was, like, always just offense and defensive line, just constantly switching back and forth.
1: Me and my dad, we always worked on my hands all the time, and he's like, dude, you should go for tight end. You should go for tight end. You should go for tight end, like, constantly. So I was like screw it, let's go for tight end, you know. And so that year, I don't know, I just, I kind of didn't eat the same meals I ate. I didn't snack all the time. And somehow, just like all of a sudden, it just dropped. And then my senior year, I got the tight end position. It
0: was fun. It took some time getting used to it. And we both said your dad quite a few times. We were talking about Tony Miles when I first started Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He was a co-host. Schedule-wise, he works a lot. I work a lot. Wasn't really a time frame that we could keep doing it together, which... Kind of an unfortunate, I love your dad, really good friends. I was just texting him earlier today. We text two, three times a week. And I know he has been a big part of, you know, your athletic career, your athletic success. How is that dynamic, having a dad that can give you pointers, give you ideas of things to help you improve?
1: It was just kind of nice. Like, I was playing ball ever since I was four years old. And we had a country house and he'd take me out and we'd go and we just hit baseballs. All the time, and I'd just hit, and I'd hit, and then I'd throw, and I'd throw. And uh, when I was a kid, my dad said that he tied my right hand behind my back to make me a lefty. Made me do everything with my left hand that day. And then I started throwing a baseball better and better. And now here I am today as a lefty. We kind of just always hit in the backyard, and he said he was throwing curveballs to me that seemed like there were 79 at the time, and I was just mashing them. He's like, wow, this kid's going to be some something special. ever since then it was just kind of like the baseball grind (laughs) my dad didn't see something that I wasn't like doing like correctly he'd be like hey let's go fix this there'd be times after a game that I just got done playing a game he'd be like okay let's go practice for 30 minutes I'm like yeah I like hated it
0: at the time but now I sit here and I'm like wow it helped me a lot were you ever worried about the burnout factor? It happens all the time when people get burnout because their parents push them too much or they started playing sports at seven years old and, you know, by the time they're 18, that's 11 years of doing nothing but sports in school. Were you ever worried about the burnout factor? I
1: don't think I was worried about the burnout factor because of how much peace I had out on the baseball field. Like, just sitting at first base, wandering around, and then they are like, oh, Clay, you gotta get ready. And then you're ready. It's like it's peaceful. It's like it's just you and your teammates out on that field. I don't know. You just work really hard with
0: your team. It doesn't matter about who's pushing you to do this, who's pushing you to do that. You do it for yourself. I well, it kind of started, you know, with you growing up, the progression of you as an athlete. Now, you graduate high school from Mendota in 2020, correct? Yes, sir. And now you are playing baseball for... Milwaukee Area Technical College, technical school. Yeah.
1: Technical college. Yep, it's uh, the D3 JUCO. We currently have not played any like fall ball games. We've only played one against MSOE, and we threw nine different arms in that game. And they threw their three best arms, and they beat us by one run. Our team up here in Milwaukee, it's pretty special. Austin Robinson pointed me in the direction to Milwaukee Area Tech. And that's where I'm at today.
0: Austin graduated from Mendota the year before you? Yeah, 2019. He was a catcher, pretty good player for Mendota. And he's playing college ball too, isn't he? I think
1: he's planning on going somewhere after MA. I think he said something about last week. He's like, you
0: guys heard about this place? I think he's going somewhere after too. So he's with you at the moment? We are roommates at this moment. (laughs) Nice.
1: So yeah, kid from my hometown, and he brought me in, and now we're roommates in Milwaukee.
0: It's kind of cool. Did you have to steal his bed, put it next to yours, so you had enough room, and then he sleeps on the floor? Nope, I brought the biggest bed in the house. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the smallest one. I don't think I need his. Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. (laughs) I mean, these are things you got to think of when you're six six foot eight. Right. That's, that's we did think about that because
1: we're thinking about bringing a twin mattress up there for me, and my mom's like, no, like no, <laughs> and so we're like, yeah, let's just bring my bed. So we made the mission and we we took my queen size. Your mom's a smart lady. <laughs> Definitely a smart lady. <laughs> She was not going to let me sleep on a twin bed.
0: <laughs> it would have been hilarious for pictures moving forward. Like, if I'd seen him, I would laugh so hard. I know. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Uh, that would be great. So how do you like playing, being around the Milwaukee atmosphere, you know, trying to improve yourself as a player? It's kind of great.
1: It's like you went there not knowing anybody. It's like a fresh start. And I walked in and, like, it's awesome the atmosphere is amazing everybody's grinding everybody's working for themselves if you're not working they'll call you out on it they'll be like hey pick it up let's go you know and it's kind of like that atmosphere like that you've always wanted to grow up in something that you don't want to take for granted
0: glad you said that phrase taken for granted because there was a little stretch of time where you may have done stuff like that junior year of high school you had some issues got suspended for some games senior you know? year You were released, we'll say released, we'll use, uh, you know, big league words here. You were released from the Mendota football team, and then you weren't going to be able to play baseball anyway because of ineligibility, but then COVID happens and nobody plays. So your last... Mm -hmm year two years year and a half had a lot of things going on where nobody knew what was going to happen in the future then you know austin helps you out gets you playing in milwaukee and you're turning things around you see some changes kind of talk about that progress and you know making those switches and changes to go from somebody like hey are you going to graduate high school are you going to be able to play are you going to meet your potential then going to college and being able to play right
1: so Those rough times were going ever since I got, I was just having troubles and just troubles. And so I kind of like shut down and I know I shouldn't have done that. So my grades went downhill. I really didn't care. And then uh, Austin came to me with uh, an opportunity. He's like, hey, but like, I see your schooling. I see how you're rolling down. I know the path you're rolling down. You're not going to make it to MA if you keep doing this kind of kicked in the gear a little bit and uh, started noticing different things, like, if you don't start going forward, you're just going to keep setting yourself back. So I kept doing my schoolwork, and then I just, I'm not going to lie, I didn't pass with all A's, but I got D's here, some C's, but honestly, didn't get really no D's. Some things that, like, in college, that like kind of, like, pushed me forward. And so I got passed and I got a call from Daniel Trivet, the pitching coach from Milwaukee Area Tech, and he said that he would like me to come to Milwaukee and Austin had referred me. So I've been talking to him for three weeks and he says that he notices my grades, but they're still going to give me a shot because Austin referred me. I had it up there with uh, the mindset of just yeah, pushing forward to school. And getting there and going to another four-year school. And then I ran into troubles there with classes. Classes are hard. I got to simply sit down. But as long as you stay in communication, like with your teachers, everything will pan out and it'll be all right. Just make sure you're on top of your own things. If you're seeing yourself fall back, ask for help. Don't just sit there and let yourself dig a big hole. That's just what I did in high school, like, I sat myself back, and then I just, I kept getting sat back, and sat back, and I didn't care. But like, I got to
0: college, I noticed that, and now I've made a change. I'm proud of you, my man. I'm definitely proud of you for seeing that and making some adaptions and doing what you're doing. For sure. What do you think was the defining factor of you, you know, making the changes, adaptions, was it? You know, because you had an opportunity, and that kind of like opened things up for you. Or what was the thing that kind of lifted or pulled down that wall that kind of had gotten set up there?
1: Hundred percent, just the opportunity—the opportunity of going to play college ball that I never thought that I would have had. It's my dream. Was to always just
0: go play college ball and keep playing baseball as long as possible. Six foot eight, left-handed pitcher. I think you got some? You got some options here. Yeah, I hope. So now that you're at the college level and you know teachers are there to help you and stuff, has school kind of, I guess in lack of terms or words here, kind of made more sense to you, kind of opened up the train of thought and you're getting school kind of a little more than you used to?
1: That's a little tough question because of, uh, we're not in person and I'm a very in-person guy. So... Over the computer stuff, it's, it's really hard to communicate over email. And then getting in on their office hours when they're trying to get other
0: students in. It's really difficult. You just got to work your way around it. Kind of alluded to my next question. Well, I guess I kind of started with that question. With COVID-19, I know it's got to be tough and you're trying to get everything worked out and make the changes that you need to. Has it added kind of the difficulty with this COVID-19 and things are shut down and way different time of life for us? 100%. That COVID-19 falls in with baseball, too. With
1: baseball, we're kind of going day by day. Are we going to practice today or are we not going to practice today? We don't know. We always have to wear a mask when we practice. Always have to be up when you're throwing, when you're running, when you're doing things. But it does. COVID-19 has made everything difficult in
0: everybody's lives in every aspect. One cool thing about where you're going to school, Milwaukee Area Technical College, is the city itself. Milwaukee is Super cool. I like it. It's a city. It's not a huge city. It's not a little city. It's like somewhere in the middle. I think it's like in the top 20, top 15 populated-wise in United States of America. How do you like the city of Milwaukee? You had some fun yet? I love it. first week I was there, we kind of drove around, and the size of the houses that you see down there,
1: and they're not even condos. It's like just straight mansions. They're huge. Everything's beautiful. The lights down there, downtown is, it's breathtaking. The food they have there, amazing. Just Milwaukee in general is, is cool. You have, the, you have the Michigan Lake, probably not even 20 minutes away from me. We have the airport. So the airport's five minutes away. And like, I'm sitting in my room. Like I look out my window and I, I feel like I can touch the plane. That's how close they are. And so about last week, or like during the voting, uh, we seen Trump fly out of Milwaukee wow. in the Air Force One plane. It was pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. We were headed to practice, and all of the roads near us were closed. Everything was shut down. And so that was probably four hours prior till he showed up for the Trump rally. And then he uh, had everything shut down, like everything. After practice, we got home, and our buddy was trying to get to our house, and, like, we were legit blocked in. If we were left, like, we could not cross the street. We were blocked in the box until he left town. It's kind of crazy coming from, like, a 7,000-people town, and then you go up there, and all
0: that stuff happens. So when you saw Air Force One Trump leaving, taking off, did you A, throw a tomato, or B, give him a thumbs up? I'd definitely give him a thumbs up. Well, that's a pretty cool experience, getting to see Air Force One right outside your door. You're real close to the airport. I actually, with you saying, you know, where you're at and by the airport, I kind of know where you live at, like, right now, since I am very familiar with Milwaukee. I kind of know where you're at. Yeah, do you know, like, Greenfield, Oak Creek? We're
1: five minutes, like, from downtown. Okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know where you're at. We're really cool. Like Greendale's uh, like 45 minutes away. I know that's like a popular area. But yeah, we're kind of like in the mix of everything. It's kind of sweet.
0: So I know Wisconsin is more open than Illinois has been through this COVID-19 thing. While you're in Milwaukee, are you still being able to do things or is it kind of shut down? Or what's the atmosphere like in Milwaukee? There's places you can dine in still. You can still dine in and select places. Like, your fast
1: foods, you really, like, can't dine in. I've never really dined in. We've always door dashed it or always just picked it up. I know, like, the diners are still open, like I said. Uh, the gas stations, like, some gas stations you don't have to wear a mask to go into. Uh, they're not really harsh on it at all. There's some schools that are shut down in Milwaukee, and like, like at Milwaukee Area Tech, like we're still going. They said
0: that they want to have a season. So basically, it's just kind of up to schooling. That's what I kind of get the feeling of it. So they're like, hey, we're not worried. We're going to do what we want. Yeah. And then some schools are like, hey, like, yeah, I get you're not worried, but we're worried, so we're going to shut down our sports. Are you happier yeah. at a school that is like, hey, we're going to play? I'm very happy because we take a lot of precautions every single day. We take our temp
1: every day. We wear our mask every day. And we are we try to stay properly distanced. But sometimes that never really works out. But we've
0: all stayed healthy this whole fall. So that's what's keeping us going. Good stuff, good stuff. Glad you're safe and healthy, my friend. Oh, it's great. Well, guess it's time to play a game. Let's play Hot Potato. You ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, I'm gonna ask you or give you two people, places, things, items, whatever, and you tell me which one you like better. Alright. Wheat bread, white bread. White bread. Coke or Pepsi? Definitely Pepsi. Your school colors at Mendota? Gold and purple, or I said gold and purple. Purple and gold is a real way to say it. Purple and gold or at Milwaukee Area Tech, blue and orange? Blue and orange, I like a lot. But purple and gold collabs really well. So that's a very hard question, but I'm going to go blue and orange. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Michael Jordan. Call of Duty or Apex? Apex. And because, you know, Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Mashed potatoes or stuffing? Mashed potatoes. The potatoes. Yeah i just mentioned call of duty or apex i played call of duty with you one time and i was like i am never playing again because this is a monster the team that we were playing on that you knew everybody were monsters and then there's this little dude over here that was not very good at all yeah you got carried that night yeah yeah i'm glad you have some big strong six foot eight I'm shoulders you definitely needed to carry me. <laughs> but now it sounds like you've switched gears and now you're an Apex player. Oh yeah, Apex is it's pretty fun. What makes it fun? What got you into it? It's Apex Legends, and so you have different legends
1: and uh, they have different powers. Like you have not really powers, but like abilities some like one his name's bloodhound like you can scan people and then like outline their body you can see them through walls see them for about five seconds and then they disappear or you can go into like the blood of the hunt and like you see everybody that's red like when you're looking at them you can like see them red then you have different characters that are like have smoke and stuff where you throw smoke on the ground and rolling thunders and so it's kind of like a team game where if i'm running this character kind of nice if you run this character and it's just it's really fun because like you just run and it's the nice game because the damage and everything it's kind of like a player for player game it's not like in call of duty you feel like oh my god how did i like get melted here but in apex you're like oh i missed my shots and this guy just hit all the
0: shots like you can see the bullets curve around them like if you're moving too much it's kind of cool Sounds cool. Also sounds like something I'm not going to play with you because you're a beast and I would be awesome. <laughs> now, if you want to play some 2K, some NBA 2K, I'm down pay. No, you don't want to get sauced up in that. Oh, I don't know about all that. Oh, uh, I'll sauce you guys. This old man has been playing NBA 2K for a long time. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I beat I be my dad one time. You know how mad he got? Did he throw the controller?
0: I think he actually punched something. I don't think he threw it. He punched something. I know he did. (laughs) I've seen that man break controllers, (laughs) hit a a TV, blame red ring on his (laughs) five-year-old. I know your dad's gonna listen to this, so I'm just gonna say I love you, Tony. This is true stories. Oh yeah, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) True stories. Well, Peyton, thanks very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Much appreciated, my friend. Thank you. Just want to let you know, I think I said it already, but I'm very proud of you and glad you're doing what you're doing.
1: Thank you so much. Appreciate to have all the support from everybody around.